Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. So I want to share with you out of the Word of God today and right there on your device or with your Bible open, let's look to the Word of God together. As Solomon is sharing in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, he says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent His rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those He loves as a father, the son He delights in. And let me share one more scripture, John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So today's message title is this, it's Look for the Lesson. Look for the Lesson. And I don't always do this, but I also have a second title. If you're like, I don't know if I like the first one, maybe you can grab a hold of the second one. It's an Embrace the Growth. Embrace the growth. So let's pray and let's jump into God's word today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're our counselor. You you counsel us, you direct us, you guide us. And so I pray as we hear the word of God today that it would transform our thinking. Our hearts would be open. It would bring change. I pray as I would speak that I would be in connection to you, Holy Spirit. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it is Father's Day. So I thought in honor of Father's Day, we should share some dad jokes. Now, our staff likes to send dad jokes to one another. And and, and so this is just ammunition. These jokes, you know, they're dad jokes, but they're going to be awesome. So uh, what's more amazing than a talking dog? What's more than amazing than a talking dog? Now, don't look up the answers if you're watching online. A spelling bee. Yeah, I know, you're cracking up. I know right now you're laughing. You spit your orange juice out as you're watching online. Do you know the name of the boy wizard that loves to play golf? Of course, Harry Putter. Come on, everybody. Uh, I know, I know, it's good. All right, here's, I got another one for you. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? A pony with a sore throat. A little horse. A little horse. Okay, I'll be here all week. And I got one. This is a classic. This is one that is just, you can, it's always good. What is brown and sticky? A stick. Okay, I knew that you wanted to hear dad jokes this morning. I love dad jokes. I love dads. I, I You know, my kids are grown up now, but I remember my kids used to say, Dad, you're weird. And I'd be like, I am weird. I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm a dad. I step into a weird mode. And dads are funny and dads are cheesy. And I love that about them. But what I I want to say to all of our dads watching today is that though you're funny, though you can be cheesy, though you can be weird, never doubt that you're a leader. Never doubt that you are a leader. I want that to ring true in your spirit today because as we go through the message we have to approach it and I want us to approach it from a leadership mentality often in culture you know it may try to paint you as different dads it may try to belittle your role as a father it may try to cast men in a light that isn't that good but I want you to understand even if culture does that God still says you are a leader God has actually put an anointing and a mantle upon you to lead 
What's great about God is that He's no respecter of persons. So He's done that for all of us. He's called us all to lead. Men and women from all walks of life. He's called us all to lead. But dads, you have a mantle to be a leader. And you know, as we're reading through Proverbs, it's talking about wisdom. Pastor David reminded us that Proverbs is basically a book that says you can walk in wisdom and compares that or you can walk in foolishness. And I want to walk in wisdom. You know, pursuing wisdom is not always easy. As we even in this scripture, we see it talks about correction. It talks about discipline. These aren't always easy things. And when we encounter things that are difficult or when we encounter things that are not easy, but we know we need to do them, then we have to have the right perspective. And so if you can see yourself as a leader trying to grow, trying to flourish, then then all the things that come along with that, all the discipline, all the correction, it will be worth it because you have something that you're shooting for. When you have an attitude to lead, then what you actually do is you look for the lesson. You want to have that. You actually embrace growth. Because you know it's necessary to lead. It's necessary to lead right. It's necessary to do that. So today I want to share some things with you. I want to share what I'm calling the four L's to embrace growth. The four L's to embrace growth. Number one, the first L is look. You have to look. Someone once said, you will see what you are looking for, therefore look for what you hope to see. You're like, oh, that's deep. Let me me say it again. You will see what you are looking for, therefore look for what you hope to see. So I want to ask you the question, when you look for instruction from God, what are you hoping to see? What are you hoping to see? Are you hoping to see a valuable lesson? Or are you looking for self-validation? See, now maybe you're not a Christian today. And, there's, and I can tell you that you, there's a longing in you. If you're not a Christian and you're watching, man, I, I, I wanna see, just, I'm so thankful that you're watching. Don't, don't tune us out, but there's a longing in you. And when you go looking for something, I can tell you where it's found is in Jesus Christ. But for those of us that are a Christian, we go to God and we ask God questions and we want His direction and His leading. But when we go looking for God-type answers, are we wanting to learn? Or are we looking for a lesson? Or are we looking for just self-validation? Because what we, need, what we want to do is look for what we need from God, not just what we want. See, pride makes a statement like, this is what I want, God. So we come to God with not really looking to learn. We come to God with wanting Him just to okay what we want to do. And what we have to remember is that God doesn't always move by what we want because He knows what's better for us. But if we're looking to learn, then we go with humility. Pride makes the statement of, this is what I want, but humility actually asks questions. God, what do I need to learn? God, where do you want me to grow? God, show me the things in me that are not right. As it says in Psalms 39, 23 through 24, it talks about that. Search me, O God, know my heart. I want to look with the right heart. And how we look sets the tone for how we receive. So number two is listen. Number one is we have to look, and then number two is we have to listen. So when we go looking for God's direction, and we find it, how do we receive it? 
Maybe you're, again, watching and you don't know Jesus Christ. You've been looking. I don't believe you're watching by accident. Jesus loves you. He wants you to surrender your life to Him. You're finding the answer. How will you receive it? Christian that's watching, you're looking. You're listening to God. You're tuning into things. You're you're seeing a message maybe. Maybe you hear a podcast and God actually speaks to you. You've, You've been looking for something. How will you listen? How will you receive it? Are you a good listener? I can just be honest with you, I'm not a great listener. People try to talk to me, I start talking. I'm like, I've got the solution. Hey, I've got that. Now my wife, she is the best listener. Literally, the conversations in our car are usually me talking a lot and her saying, hmm, okay, yeah, hmm. She is a great listener. And when it comes to God, what is the intent in which you are listening? Are you taking time to actually tune in to what God is saying, or is your mind wandering all over, again, thinking, well, this is what I really want, God, but we have to tune in. Are we tuning our ear to the right frequency? There are some people that are just tone deaf, they can't hear, you could play something for them, they could try to sing it, and they'd be so far off. Thank God for you, you probably should be on the greeting team and not on the worship team. That's okay. You're like, but I'm called to worship. Yes, but you can't sing. Thank God you can worship from the seats. Someone say amen. You say, but God said make a joyful noise to the Lord. It's probably joyful to Him, but it's not to the other people around you. So stay off of the stage. Okay, anyway. Are we tuning our ear to the right frequency? Listen to this. Christians must listen to the tune of heaven and not the tune of culture. You're like, well, you mean heaven? I'm not, I've not ever been to heaven. Well, what we have to remember is that we're citizens of heaven. And so there's a kingdom of heaven that God wants to establish here through us. He wants to, so we have to be kingdom mindset first, above all else. So we have to listen to things that are in line with God first, not in line with culture first. And that only comes from being tuned into God being in connection to God, spending time in His Word, learning, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship. And as we tune in to what God wants and who God is, I can tell you what happens. There's a way that we begin to listen, a way that we begin to tune in. And this is how a Christian should listen. And you've probably heard this statement before, but I don't believe this this is just some fad statement because I believe Jesus modeled this for us. Jesus that knew everything already, still modeled this, and this is the way we should listen, seek first to understand before being understood. It's not just a fad. Jesus modeled it. Go back and look through the Gospels. He would, people that he knew were living in sin, he would still ask them questions that brought understanding. See, culture is the exact opposite of this. <laughs> and what we see in culture right now that... Most of the time, not all the time, people aren't really wanting to understand. They're just wanting to voice their opinion. They're wanting to try and show how smart they look. They open their mouth so they can show how much I, how wise I am. Look at me. And then you have one or two people that like their comment. And I'm like, who are you talking to? But what if we actually listened First, with the intent to understand. You're like, Pastor Scotty, I don't want, I don't care. They believe against the, uh, the Word of God. They're not accurate. I get that. But what if you listen to try to understand what shaped their life, what brought them to the point where they're so bitter against God? 
with the heart of like, still, I know the truth in Jesus, but how can I minister to them? That's what we have to do. I remember Pastor David reminded us last week of all the lies that we believe. The lies, if, if you correct me, you don't love me. I mean, I think we were talking about this this week. It's, it, now, I remember my own kids, when you would do something, you don't love me. You don't love me. And I just thought, I'm just going to tell you, that doesn't phase parents at all. I was just like, okay, whatever, you little, come here. Um, you know, I was like, no, I do love you. And that's what we see. I love it that it says in this scripture that it says, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Discipline is actually a sign of love because I love you so much that even though I don't love to discipline you, it doesn't make me feel all great, but I know you need it for your life. And I love you, so I have to. And then it says, as a father, the son he delights in, or the son or daughter that he delights in. God delights in us so much. He cares for us so much. He has to discipline us. And if we will listen correctly, we will see the truth of what God is trying to speak to us. But I have found that we typically don't listen because we don't trust. If I don't trust someone, I'm not going to listen to what they have to say. i just like, you're just talking a bunch of stuff, but I've seen your life. I don't trust anything you're saying, so I'm not going to listen to what you are. Now, sadly, so often, maybe you're watching today and you find it hard to trust anyone because you've been hurt, because you're walking through pain. I want you to know today that Jesus is someone that can be trusted. Even if people have let you down, Jesus is someone that can be trusted. We can trust and listen to the direction of a good father. The text here in, in, in this that we're looking at today, I love it as he starts this kind of hard thing out about discipline and about correction. What does he say first? My son. My son. God is saying, my son, my daughter, I want you to know that you can trust me. God loves you. God loves you as a son and a daughter. He loves you so much that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, so that we all could be adopted into the family as we would surrender our life to Jesus. So we can know that, we can, that he loves us and his instruction is right for us. We can listen to him with the right heart, with the right mind. We can trust the direction from God from His Word, from the Holy Spirit. We need to look, and then we need to listen and say, Here I am, Father. I am listening. I trust You. I may not always understand it, but I trust You. I don't see how it's going to end up, but I trust You. I know that You love me. If we want to embrace growth, we have to look, we have to listen, and then third, we have to learn. We have to learn. I, I love that Pastor David has put together this, and you probably you might have saw it on Facebook a while back. He was going through the Proverbs, and he was doing these devotionals on Proverbs, and it was so good. And, and I was reading one of the, the devotionals that, that tied in with this scripture. And uh, he, was, he was talking about being in junior high, which, you know, if you can remember back being in junior high, or maybe you are in junior high, you know, he, he did something wrong, and I know that he's in good company because most of us, when we're in junior high, we do stuff that's wrong on occasion. That doesn't mean you have, I'm not giving you license to do something wrong. Don't do something wrong. And then when your parents say, what were you thinking? Say, Pastor Scotty said, oh, I, watched the vi I watched the message online. He said, it's okay. 
I'm in junior high. I'm going to make mistakes, Mom. I'm going to make mistakes, Dad. Just give me some grace. That's not what I'm saying. Don't blame me for your mistakes. But when he was in junior high, like many of us do, he did something wrong. And then, of course, he, his dad would, would give him the lecture. And he would just, he, he said, he was like, I'd rather be spanked than get this lecture. You know dads. They give you the lecture. I am that dad. I, I, my kids would be like, yes, dad. I got it the first five times you told me. Because I'm like, I beat the horse and I beat it more. I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't understand. I want you to grasp it. And this is what was happening here. He was giving this lecture. And, and Pastor David said he remembered once just asking his dad, dad, does everything have to be a lesson? Does everything have to be a lesson? And the response from his father was, funny but it was so true and so simple as he said yes yes that's the heart of a father it is the heart of a father it's it's that I want you to learn I want you to to listen to what I'm saying but I want you to not just listen I want you to learn and that's the heart of our father God God continually grows us is trying to grow us. Will we let him? But he's continually speaking. You know, people say, like, I just wish God would speak to me. Oh, God is speaking, but are you listening? Have you tuned in, like we said, to what God is saying? And then are you learning from it? God continually wants to grow us into who he has designed us to be. He continually wants to grow us into who he's desi designed us to be. And he will use every situation to help us to grow. Every single situation he will use to help us to grow. Romans 8, 28. I know we often quote this scripture for many things, but let me share it with you. And it says that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We often quote this saying, um, yeah, I know that uh, it's going to be the good for me. It's gonna, and a lot of times we, we think of good in our mind that that means that I'm going to get what I want. It's going to be very tangible. You can see it. But what if we took that and understanding the good of those might literally be some discipline? Come on. The good of those might actually be some correction. The, for the good of those, it might be, no, you can't have that now. You're not ready for that. The good of those might actually be, no, there's a lesson to learn here. You've, you've got to go through this because it's tough. And even though I didn't bring this upon you, I'm going to take it and use it so that you can grow and be who you were called to be. Let's read the Scripture as it applies to not just for ourselves, but for the good of those, so for others that God has in, uh, in store for you to minister to, for you to reach out to. That's what God is saying. When we're learning, there is a process. Learning is a process. Now, we I talk about golf a lot. I like sports. But, you know, there's a process when you start to play golf. There's a process to learn how to hit a golf ball. And there's a, there's, a, there's a setup, that the way you're supposed to set up to the golf ball. There's a, your grip has to be a certain way, or when you come through, you don't hit the golf ball correctly. Your swing, there's a, there's a rhythm to the swing. I, as I say these, and I've played golf a lot, I just want you to know, I haven't learned any of them, but I'm still trying. But the thing is, you can have the setup right. You can have the swing. It can look great. Your grip can be right on. I mean, it can be perfect. But there's something that happens to golfers on all stages, whether you're a beginner or whether you're a pro, and that is this, is that you can do all that right, but when you go to swing and you come through, if you don't watch the ball, then you'll miss it. 
or you'll do something they call top it. So you don't hit it right. And it's, it, you can know it, it can be ingrained in you, but there's still this desire when you swing to want to look to see where the ball's going and you miss the ball, you don't hit it correctly because there's a process. And when it comes to us learning for what God would have us to be, learning from God, receiving His instruction, looking for the lesson, then, then we can look for God's direction. God, show me the way to go. Show me in your word. We can listen to His instruction. God, let me, I, yes, I hear what you're saying, God. I know what you're speaking to me. But if we don't really learn to apply that into our life and practice it, then it's like we have everything down but when it comes time to actually go through, we miss and we look up. You have to trust the process if we're going to look for the lesson and we're actually going to learn what God says. And it's not always easy. What does it say? Proverbs 3, 11, 12. Let me read it to you again. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those He loves as a father, the son He delights in. He's trying to tell us here how to learn from what God does. See, learning requires discipline. So if we're reading this right here, what does He tell us not to do? Don't despise it. If you look at the opposite of despise, it actually means to accept. So when God is disciplining you and things coming up in your life, don't despise it. How about you do the opposite and fully accept it? God, I want to accept what you're, you're teaching me right now. What are you trying to teach me? And I wonder, you know, I've heard someone say that there's people that drive you bonkers. That person will probably be in your life as long, I've heard people say, as long as God needs them there. Because God's trying to teach us, but my question is, are we actually learning the lesson He's trying to teach us? I've learned that some people learn the hard way, some people learn the easy way. And you can, so you can listen to God the first time and really try to apply and learn, or you can have it come up again and again and again and again. And I'm like, and people are like, well, I just learned the hard way. Well, that's okay, but why don't you practice wisdom and learn the easy way? You don't have to learn the hard way. So what we fully accept it. And then it also says learning requires rebuke, but it says, don't resent it. If you look at what the opposite of resent, resentful, it's actually loving. So in, when rebuke comes, how about instead of resenting it, love it. And did you know that sometimes God will place leaders in your life that will rebuke? Man, we don't like to talk about this because we're like, we should be able to do what we want to do. God has given me the freedom to do what I know. God has given you the freedom to follow Him. And often He uses people, not just leaders, He'll use friends in your life that say, you know what, I don't think that's good for you. But what if instead of being so defensive, which it's okay to have a, a moment, that we actually don't resent it, we love it. How about saying to your friend, you're right, man. You're right. I, you're right. i, I got to get better at that. How about saying to God, God, you're right. We can learn from it, and we can accept it, and we can grow. I want to encourage you to embrace the process so that we can grow and lead well. The four L's, look, listen, learn, and then fourth, lead. I want to encourage you to understand that you're a leader. Fathers, you're a leader. You know, I don't really want to be a leader. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, too bad you are. 
You're like, I don't know. No, you're a leader. You are a leader by default. Fathers, you're a leader by default. And you are either leading culture's way or you're leading God's way. I'm just going to paint it as it is. You're either leading culture's way or you're leading God's way. I would encourage you to be intentional to lead God's way. There's often, I hear, I I, I shouldn't say I hear this, but it seems like there are times where we have this attitude as we get older. Well, Pastor Scotty, I'm a dad, but I've done my duty. My kids are older, they're out of the house, we're empty nesters yet. I want to just tell you, please, please don't have that attitude. Do you see the state of our world today? Do you see the state of young men and young women? Do you see the state that they're in? I can promise you the work of godly leaders, the work of godly men is needed now more than ever and it will always be needed until the day that Jesus comes back. Our work is not done. Until we get put into the ground, we have a work to do here on earth. And fathers, we need you. Don't think that you can just set out. We need you. The Great Commission is not to sit, but to go. Go make disciples. Look, listen, learn, and lead because you're doing it for a higher purpose. Don't believe the lies that are spoken so often into your spirit that says, I can't lead effectively. Pastor Scotty, what do I have to offer? I I wasn't shown what a good father is. How do I do it? I'm telling you through Jesus Christ, you can become the person that God needs to help lead others. See, your past doesn't disqualify you. Your past doesn't keep you from doing what God would have you to do. None of that disqualifies you. See, you're not qualified to lead because of your perfection. You're not qualified to lead because of your vast knowledge, (laughs) because you know so much. It's because of your willingness. It's because of your heart to follow Jesus. We don't need more of man's way. We need God's way. What we need in society today is people that point to Jesus. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, in that same chapter, as he's leading up to 11, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. We need God's direction to grow into His purpose. We need the right attitude to to look for the lesson and to embrace growth. I want to close today by sharing two accounts in the New Testament. Two contrasting accounts from the Bible. And I believe one shows the wrong attitude to have as we embrace the growth that God has for us. And one shows the right attitude to have. There were two different men who had encounters with Jesus Christ. Many had encounters, but we're going to look at two. There was the rich young ruler that you can go read about in Mark chapter 10, and I would encourage you to read about this rich young ruler. This rich young ruler actually went looking for Jesus. And as you read the story, he looked for Jesus and he found Jesus. And when he found Jesus, he went up and he knelt and he called him good teacher. And when I read that, I wonder, he was kneeling on the ground, but was he really kneeling in his heart? He was acting like he was submitting, but let's do more than just lip service. I'm glad you raise your hands. I'm glad you voice your worship to God, but let's do more than just the physical. Let's let there be a change on the inside. He looked for Jesus and he came and he bowed for Jesus, but was he really opening up his heart? He listened 
to what Jesus had to say. He asked him the question, what must I do? Jesus gave him the direction. And you know what? He listened, and some may think that he didn't understand, but I think he fully understood what was being asked of him. So he looked, and he listened, and he understood what was saying. But what happened here is that after he listened, he didn't really learn. I mean, he knew what Jesus was asking of him. He learned what he had to do to, to follow through, but he didn't apply what Jesus had asked. He still leaned on his own understanding instead of leaning on the understanding of Jesus because what Jesus was asking was too difficult. So the rich young ruler walked away. He was still a ruler, but he never led the way that he could have led in Jesus. We can lead great in our natural abilities. You may be a natural born leader. Maybe you've grown as a leader. But I can tell you that the only way we'll make an eternal difference, the only way we'll really learn, the only way we'll really grow to be who God would have us to be is to learn from Jesus Christ. This, this man went away saddened and never reached his eternal potential. By contrast, we have another person, not a rich young ruler, but just a tax collector. And his name was Zacchaeus. And you can read about it in Luke chapter 19. And you've probably heard the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed, okay. He too looked for Jesus. He looked for Jesus so much that he climbed a tree. He was not going to let anything stop. He was hungry. He was hungry to know who this Jesus was, how he did things, how he operated. He, he looked for him. He climbed a tree. He tuned in and he listened to what he was saying. So much that when Jesus said, hey, come down, he scampered down the tree and he was there. He listened to Jesus. And then Jesus also told him, I'm coming to your house today. I'm coming to your house today. He accepted it. He welcomed him. You know, what's interesting is when you be begin to listen to Jesus in one thing, it, it, you be, it becomes a great spiritual habit. You'll listen to him in the next. You'll trust him in the next. And so that's what Zacchaeus did. Well, you said, come down out of the tree. I did. Now you're saying you're coming to my house. Come on. So he looked and he listened. And then when Jesus began to instruct and Jesus began to talk, and when they were there, he began to listen and learn. He didn't even ask a question. He was so tuned in to the heartbeat of Jesus, to what Jesus did and what moved him, is that he learned from what Jesus was saying. And he brought application. Where we see the rich young ruler rock, walked away sad. There had been no revelation and transformation in him. He didn't learn the lesson. He didn't grow. But Zacchaeus looked, listened, and he learned. And he learned so much that it changed his way of thinking. It literally transformed him. As it says in Romans, it renewed his mind. He couldn't help. And he said, he, he shouted out. He was like, look, Lord, here I am now, and I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. See, a tax collector would cheat people, but he had had a revelation from what Jesus said. He had learned, and now he was going to lead. Imagine his leadership. Imagine the eternal difference that he would make as Jesus Christ had transformed his thinking. Come on. Which one will we be? 
Will we fully embrace what God has for us? Will we fully embrace to learn a lesson and look for a lesson? Will we fully embrace growth that Jesus wants for us to grow in Him? Or will we walk away sad? I, I encourage you today. Follow the process all the way through. As we go throughout this summer, we're going to continue in the, in the book of Proverbs. It's a book full of wisdom. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived and walked the earth, earth of course, until Jesus came, which really wasn't fair. Jesus was all man, all God. But Solomon would write the Proverbs, and it's the book we go to for wisdom. We know that. But can I tell you that things changed when Jesus arrived on the scene? As we read at the very beginning in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. As we read the book of Proverbs, we see words of wisdom. But I can tell you now, we are blessed to live in a covenant where all wisdom in all the universe is found in Jesus Christ. He is the Word. In Him is wisdom. So I don't know where you're at today, but I would encourage you, lean into Jesus. If you're not a Christian, would you surrender your life to Him for the very first time? If you are a Christian, would you say, I will follow you, Jesus. I am a follower of Christ. Teach me. Let me grow in wisdom so that I can be who you've called me to be. Then, through Jesus Christ, as we read Proverbs, as we read the Word of God, which is all His story, wisdom will grow in us. We will flourish in it. And we will learn lessons that will lead us to the growth He has for us. I'm so thankful for Jesus today that in Him, this is how we can live. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You that You love us so much that You, you saved us, but then You also have given us instruction for living. That we can look to grow, look to learn, look to be used by God in a mighty way. God, I pray for those that are watching that have disqualified themselves from leading. I pray that they would see that, that you have come so that they can lead. You have come so that they can disciple. You have come so that they can give their life to you. So I pray no longer disqualification, but they would see they can be qualified only in the presence of Jesus Christ and they would surrender their life to you. Whatever lies have been spoken to them about their potential, whatever lies have been spoken to them about what they can do, I pray that it would be brought into the truth of Jesus Christ who said that we are more than conquerors. The truth of Jesus Christ that said, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So no matter their past, no matter what they've walked through, they would see that through Jesus they can step into the leadership that you've called them to do. Man, woman, from every walk of life, they would lead for Jesus Christ. And fathers would step into their place as fathers, taking on the very heartbeat of Father God, leading others. Maybe you're watching today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. I want you to know that He loves you and He cares for you. Would you start on the journey with Jesus? Romans 10 9 tells us that we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. So not just confessing your sins, that's, that's part of it, but confessing that I know you are Lord and I surrender my life to you from this day forward. 
And we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. So we believe that he was raised from the dead, meaning that we also believe every single thing he said, that, would, that who he is, and we'd live our life sold out to him. If that's you today, I want you to know that you can pray a prayer. You can ask him to come into your heart. You can make him the Lord. You can ask him to forgive you of your sins, and he will do it. And as you do that, you're on the journey. That's the starting point. Then you get connected into God's house. Then you get connected into His Word and you grow into who He'd have you to be. If that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to ask you to do something. That you would just message us. You can pray that prayer right now, but you can also message us. We'll walk you through it. We'll give you direction. We'll give you guidance because it's the greatest decision that you could ever make. One to follow Jesus is the greatest decision you could ever make. Listen, I'm so thankful for God. I'm so thankful that we can learn from His Word. And I want to encourage you today to continue to be someone that looks for the lessons in life, that continue to embrace growth of all that God has for you. Man, thank you so much for joining online this morning. Thank you so much for being into the Word of God, for listening to the Word of God. And I just would encourage you to apply it to your life. Have a great Sunday, and let's see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Summit Church podcast today. We pray that God used today's podcast to draw you closer to Him. You can stay in the know at Summit by following us on social media. Thank you again for being a part. This is the Summit Church podcast.